Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And today we have my guy, Mr. Ryan Botner, on a great guy doing some pretty neat things. And I'm truly grateful to have him on to share his story. Uh, it's a great one. So first, thanks so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. Thank you. Thank you, Chip. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm just so looking to bring some value and and uh, share my story to be able to, to turn some hearts today. Well, let's get it. Well, you know, in talking about your story, if you don't mind share, sharing a little bit about your journey, you know, uh, who you are, you know, kind of, you know, your, your past, kind of some things that you're doing. And so the audience will have an idea of who you are. Right. <clears throat> so uh, I'm, I'm born and raised in North Dakota and probably not a lot of listeners have been to North Dakota, uh, but I grew up in a super small town and actually the population sign outside said more or less. And so it was that small uh, where I grew up and, you know, grew up in a farming community. And, and uh, I love to love to eat food. Right. So we're big boys. And my dad always said, right, if you if you work hard, you'll eat good. So I work pretty hard. I'm a 300 pounder. And and, uh, you know, I grew up and, and I was a little overweight, young, and it was a tough, tough deal. And I, I had a lot of stress and a lot of depression with that. And until I found football, football was really a blessing. I always mm -hmm. loved sports, but football really got the weight off of me. And really, I also embraced the weight, obviously, because then I ended up being a lineman and got my schooling almost paid for because of it, went and played college football. And I always worked, like I said, really hard, delivered pizzas when I was young and, and just had that work ethic. My dad was one of the hardest workers that I knew as well. Mm -hmm. I went to school, but you know, when I got to school, I, man, I really started to look at the uh, opposite sex a lot. So I was like, well, there's a lot of girls here and football is pretty much all I majored in was football and girls to tell you the truth. So I, you know, got through school, did my summer school, and I actually graduated in four years and uh, was going to be a teacher and, and and got a job offer as a teacher. And North Dakota is one of the lowest paying states. And so yeah, I got a job offer in 2005 for $18,000 to be a teacher. And I was looking at, you know, just the life I wanted to live. And I was I was hungry. I just lost 60 pounds. So I was down. I was cut. I was jacked up from, from football and in shape. So I had massive confidence. I had massive. My attitude was right. My enthusiasm was right. And my uncle, who was a good mentor of mine, probably the most successful person I knew at the time. And he said, he goes, Ryan, the, you know, the stock market had just crashed, you know, one and 401ks were going away. Um, people were just not sure what to do and, and with a lot of their, with their, with their money. And he said, this guy came in to my office um, and spoke to all of us. And uh, essentially he said, you know, Ryan, I think you could do that. I think you could be a financial advisor with what this guy does. 
He's like, I, I, he, I think you got the, I think you got what it takes. And so I had some people say they believed in me. And another friend of mine who, who played on the defensive side of the ball, I played offense and he was the stud on the defense. He just had already started working with Edward Jones and had, was having a great experience taking his test. So he kind of mentored me a little bit as well. And, and so yeah. I just started researching as I'm doing my student teaching, not letting anybody know that I wasn't going to teach. I just really started to research the financial services industry and felt, started to really fall in love with it. Obviously, the, the thought of being a, a business owner and, and and building my own business and the harder you work, the more money you make. I loved yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah. And so and so uh, applied for a few different companies. Nobody would give me a shot because I didn't have any sales experience. So one company, though, Northwestern Mutual, they have, you know, they're big into the internship uh, market. And, and, and so they took a risk on me, um, not having any sales experience. I took my insurance test, took them a few different times. Not a great test taker in my whole life. I think that just means that I, did, I, I wasn't focused enough. But, man, <laughs> I, I finally passed my test. And, and uh, my first six months... You know, I just went all in. I fell in love with the the number side of it, the people. I love people. And uh, I actually won new advisor of the year in six months. And so in six months, but then after that, I realized something. Um, and it's called what's called uh, PCAS. And it's post-goal attainment syndrome. And so I kind of hit my goals and I took a step back. I went to Vail a couple times. I just did all the things that I that I've been wanting to do and relax a little bit. And that old next year, you know, broke up with my girlfriend. I had a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And so I said, man, I, you know, my manager partner brought me. He's like, Brian, do you really want this or what are you going to do? And so I read the first book I read was Marketing to the Fluent. That was the first book that I read full cover to cover. The next book I read was Relentless. And it's Tim Grover, Michael Jordan. He was his yeah, coach yeah. And, 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 and Kobe. And so I really started to, these two books, I just implemented in my life. And I went all in on my personal growth, all in on my business. So I went that next, that first, this first six months, I made about 30,000. The next whole year, I only made about 40. That next year, I went to 80. Then I went to 160. Then I went to 300. Then I went to 400 and 500, 600, 700. I kept building. Every year was my best year ever. And I became a millionaire before I was 35. Mm. And so all the things that I ever wanted in life, I got. All the things I didn't want in life also, I got. So I, I said, man, there's got to be more to life. You know, I literally golfed every golf course that I ever wanted to other than Gusta National. I, I, I went to every football game, I almost all the like every stadium. We were, I was gone every we had a we had a suite of the mini the new Minneapolis Vikings uh, stadium. Uh, um, and I just I flew around all the world. I've been everywhere. And I said, there's got to be more to life. And there was more to life. And I started really getting into drugs and it started with Adderall and then, it, and then it started with doing a tee shot um, to lose some weight. Cause I got, a, I got up to like 380 pounds drinking wine and food. And I, I mean, I was, I was a big boy. So I said, I need to lose some weight. So a doctor put me on Adderall and he started giving me the tee shot, which is essentially steroids. Mm. And I lost about 80 pounds. The bad part is now I lost about 80 pounds and I'm married and kids and, got all this money you can imagine where that started to go 
And so I didn't have my priorities. I didn't have my core values. I had them on paper, but I didn't own them. And I really started to, my, my life started to unravel. I always had good intentions, but I wasn't living an intentional life. And so running, starting to run away from problems, anybody that's stuck in addiction and drugs, alcohol, they start to run away from their problems. But as you can know, you're never going to run away from them. So I, 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 you know, anybody that, that would have a, a growing Adderall and cocaine addiction, Naturally, I wanted to be around it. So I started marketing more to, a, uh, I worked I worked with uh, do, uh, doctors all around the country. So I was always great with niching into what I worked with. I know the problem I solved. I knew the, the market. I knew when was the time that they bought. I knew how to market to affluent people. And so, but I, I really started going back and forth to Las Vegas a lot. There was a medical school there, obviously not a great place with somebody growing a cocaine addiction. And so uh, then, then as problems really started to rise in my life, I took my whole family and I moved them to Las Vegas. And from there, man, it just was one thing after another, just God starting to judge my life. And, and I, I, I went through some of the darkest times of my life. And um, when I say that, you know, the first real dark moment was, uh, you know, what? just a lot of friends, everybody just started not even being want to be associated with me anymore. And then I got arrested and I was in a car with a bunch of drugs. I got three felony charges, wow. threw me in jail for the weekend. I was there on the uh, coming down, obviously hung over, sleeping on a, a holding cell floor with 12 other men. That still wasn't my rock bottom. Um, lot ended up losing my investment license um, over just building building complaints and all things that started to unravel in my business. So uh, sold part of my business for pennies on the dollar. I mean, literally, um, just to be able to get some money and try to understand. I always thought I had things in control. I never did. And then my wife left me. Uh, she took the four kids. She moved back to North Dakota. And uh, me, I just moved my girlfriend in to the house and said, okay, well, this is how it's going to be. Everybody gets divorced. I'm just going to move on and, 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 uh, and, and keep, keep doing what I'm doing. At, at that time, I'm starting to deal drugs. I'm starting to get into all kinds of bad stuff. I was, I, I love sports bets, but I actually became a bookie because I understood that's where the money was. So I started taking wow. bets from everybody. <laughs> so I was making still 50, 40,000 a week as a bookie. I said, man, everything I touch always turns to gold. And, and then my wife, like I said, she left and uh, we were having, we have house parties at my house all the time, million dollar home in Las Vegas. And, and I, 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 I really was into this drug called GHB. And you can just take a little sip of it and it would make you feel pretty much drunk. And you just take a little sip a little along the way. Well, I accidentally took a huge swig of it. And God's really, you know, times of our life, he sends angels. And I'll tell you what, Chip, the angel he sent was a big black guy named Bill. Mm. And this guy was at my house. I didn't know him. We were a house party, and he actually was able to do CPR on me 
only the biggest guy and there were other biggest guys in the room did CPR on me after I, I literally died. I turned blue and I was, I was out. I was dead. They called the ambulance. I was in a coma for three days. Come out of a coma. My girlfriend's waiting there in the parking lot. She's, she's like, oh, my God, I died. And so I get out. I just leave. I just walk right out. I'm like, I don't care. I don't need to be here. The arrogance of me. So I walk right out. I'm like, wow, what happened? Everybody's freaking out. They thought, they thought I was dead. I was dead. And I said, well, what happened? And she starts telling me about the, about the, about the people. Are, everybody's telling me about Bill, you know? And I said, well, who is Bill? Hmm. And so I was like, Bill, you know, so I, finally, I got his phone number, called him, come over. And me being me, I don't still don't get the point. I'm still doing cocaine. I'm still drinking. I don't care. And so we're just talking and, you know, we start to get to know Bill. And I'm just like so grateful for Bill. And, you know, something that I always had, and I never sometimes even knew it, because I had a lot of black Mexican, I had lots of friends. I was just hanging out with white people, but I still was racist. So I actually had asked Bill, I said, Bill, you've probably been to jail because he's black. And so and he's like, well, he's like, not really, just a couple of weekends. And so that's just the type of stuff I used to say, because it's that racist spirit that's on, you know, and so it's something God really had to deal with. And, you know, one thing that he said, he said, well, I spent the weekend in jail. And the only time I read the Bible was when I was in jail those two weekends. And when he said the word Bible chip, it smacked me. Right through, cut me, convicted me. I said, that's it. I need God. And, 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 and my life just started to transform that first, that first, that's next Sunday. My old, my old personal trainer used to be a security guard for Randall Cunningham, the, mm. the quarterback for the Vikings. Yeah. And the oh, yeah. And so he, he's now a pastor in Las Vegas and he runs a church. So he used to run security for him. And he would always tell me planting seeds about Randall Cunningham's church. And I said, let's go to this church. So I go there, bring my girlfriend, bring a couple of my druggy friends. We go to church on Sunday. And, and I'm sitting there and I just kind of locked up. I don't really know. And I'm just like, God's got me here for a reason. I don't know. And so, and finally, at the end of the service, he says, you know, uh, if you, uh, if you really want to change your life and allow Jesus to transform you, just, you know, and, and, and when he said that, I just start bawling. Yeah. And I'm not a crier at all, other than maybe when I'm, you know, get really drunk or high and coming down or something. But I was not. And I just I was sober and I just started crying and said, well, OK, God was starting to deal with me. And so the Bible says, bring forth fruit, meat for repentance. Mm-hmm. And so. I started to deal with things in my life and I started to get convicted on all the things I was doing and my first. What probably a week later, as God's dealing with me, I'm starting to read the Bible. I'm starting to do things. God brought this man in my life who actually was a backslidden Christian, but he knew truth and he was planting seeds because he could see God moving in my life. And I, 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 one day I just woke up and I, I didn't hadn't talked to this girlfriend for three or four days, and she knew something was up, and I. She came over to the house and I, 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 I gave her all her stuff. I slammed the door in her face and I said, I choose Jesus. I'm cha- I want to go back to my family, changing my life. 
And I gave her literally like $10,000 worth of drugs. I gave her all my drugs. So all my, all the drugs, I slammed the door in her face. That was the works that needed to happen in my life for me to turn away, repent. Repentance is a military turn. It means to turn away. You're facing one way and you are now you're doing 180 degree uh, about face to face the other way. And so I had to do that in my life to be able to show God if I was really serious. Yeah. And so make, make not, you know, long story short, my wife was like, okay, well, we'll see. Right. Cause I put her through so a lot and I really tried to get sober throughout the year, the, the, the two, three years that I was deep into it. I would be, you know, okay, I'm going to do it and usually get sober after you just really hung over. But, uh, and so I had a good friend of mine. We were both top producers in, in the country when it came to financial services. So he was out of Reno. I was in Vegas and he had had a similar experience. And, uh, I, you know, we, we obviously stayed in touch because we have very similar stories. He got sober. He'd been sober for a couple of years. And uh, so I started to get into AA and that's what he was doing. And I asked him, I said, Eric, can you sponsor me? I said, yeah, sure. So he started sponsoring me. Well, a couple months in, he ODs and relapses and dies. So I had that had happened while I was trying to get sober. If you can imagine, I just went crazy after that because I said, well, there's no hope for me until the best day of my life was when God interrupted my life. He said, he said, Bill, and helped save my life, but also planted that seed of I needed to fall in love with the word of yeah. God. And from there, I fell in love with the word of God. I started in Genesis and went to Matthew and I just, God's just been transforming. This is over two years now. And, and finally, now he's starting to really trust me with more. Um, and, and I'm doing motivational speaking and life coaching and discipling and, 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 and anything I can do to advance the kingdom of God, God, be, God, be my helper. Man, that is, <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, such a great story. And, you know, just hearing you talk about that, that journey and that story, I would consider that to be hugely successful. So let's, let's hit on success. Uh, what, what is your definition of success? So the first 37 years of my life, the definition of success would have been money, would have been awards, would have been travel, would have been experiences, would have been events. What Albert Einstein said, the definition of success is strive not to be a person of success, but a person of value. And so now I was a million dollar earner and I, and there's the, 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 that's no small feat. Like anybody that wants to make a hundred grand or a million, it, this, it takes dedication. It takes biblical principles to be able to wake up and do what you're going to do and be faithful to something. So I don't, I don't, I don't talk down to that because it takes money to do things, but I was a million dollar man and an earner, but I wasn't a million dollar husband. I wasn't a million dollar dad I, and, and, and I sure wasn't a man of God. So today now to, for me to bring value to people, to really truly be a servant leader any way that I can. I know that if I do things that might be an inconvenience to me first, but I know I'm doing the right thing 
God always gives me a great feeling later. He fulfills me. It's my, you know, part of my purpose, part of my why. So that would be, you know, obviously changed. I, I'm, I'm a new person. I'm a new creation in Christ. And it's real. What you read is real. I'm not selfish anymore. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not self-centered. I'm not egotistical. I, I, God took all that away. Now, trust me, look what he had to do to do it all. But he, nothing has happened to me, Chip. It's all happened for me. Man, I love that. So good. Well, <clears throat> in closing, if you don't mind sharing with the audience so they can go follow you and check you out and show you some love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, so the, my business name is, is, is Cornerstone, as you can see now, why cornerstonespeaking.com, cornerstonespeaking.com. And, and uh, I'm very much in the process of enjoying my journey. You know, um, I've been doing corporate training, coaching and speaking. Um, and I just, you know, every day I'm getting better. I'm so excited and I get to meet great, amazing people like yourself. And, 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 and all I'm doing is uplifting and motivating and, and being in God's will. And so, so thankful for that. But, um, you know, if, if, if anybody has reached out, you know, uh, all my, uh, LinkedIn and, and Facebook as well as Ryan Botner. So, uh, with that, you know, I just, just be praying, I'll be praying for you and everybody that's listening, you know, I'm just praying that, that my, story what god has done in my life is planted a seed because uh, never underestimate the power of a seed a seed has to die and and be buried and then when the seed actually starts to grow did you know that the seed actually has to grow down first before it goes up so there's got to be a firm foundation and then once that seed buds that's the new life. That's that's the gospel message. The death, the burial, and the resurrection is just basic as a seed. So I just hope my, that, that, that my that my words uh, fell on some some warm hearts and, and good soil today. And uh, I'll leave you with a quote: um, Successful men and women make mistakes, but they keep moving. So fail early, fail often. And fail forward. Love you. Thanks so much for your time. <clears throat> Thanks so much for the nuggets. I truly appreciate it. And I wish you uh, continued success on your journey, my man. Thank you so much, Chip. Yes, sir. And thank you guys for checking out this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. Go get it.